Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, it's the podcast guy. Sutton United Talk Time on podcast. It's the Sutton Podcast. And there it is. Sutton United at the GM Foxhall Conference have put down First Division Coventry City. Winners of the FA Cup themselves less than two years ago. And what a moment to enjoy for the fans of this Surrey side. They've had their moments before, but never one like this. But the whistle goes down. Delight for Sutton United. Sutton United from the National League are through to the last 16 of the FA Cup. No longer English football's perennial non-league club. A 123-year crescendo reaches a new peak for Sutton United, who are promoted to the Football League for the first time. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sutton United Talk Time on podcast. Um, today I'm delighted to be joined by three of the women's team players, um, all for sort of signed on this year, so you definitely wouldn't have heard their voices yet, I don't think. Um, so joining me just in the order on my screen, because I'm going back to my Zoom calls, I've got Lily. Hiya Lily, how are you? Hello, I'm good, thanks, yeah. Very good, and I've got Emma, hello. Hiya. Hiya, and Eloise, how are you? Hello, all good, thank you. Very good. So, as I said, not many people would have heard your voices. I don't think you've done any SUFT stuff yet, have you? Good. Um, I, I do make up some facts as I go along, and sometimes they're right, so <laughs> don't worry. Um, so if you don't mind, just give us a little, um, not massive, but little potted history um, about yourself. Um, Emma, I know you've been in various clubs over the years, so you're, you, you go first because it might take a little bit longer than a cup of tea. <laughs> I think what you're trying to say is I'm one of the older players. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so I've been a goalkeeper since I can remember, since I was about seven. Um, I came through the old uh, centre of excellence as it was back then, um, came through that system. And my dad kind of started up our Sunday league teams, um, which took me to kind of Hampton and Richmond and Cheserton Hook, Tootenham, Mitchum, 
And then I moved to AFC Wimbledon uh, probably about six years ago now. Um, was there for a couple of years and moved to Carshalton where I actually met Eloise. Um, we were there for a year and then unfortunately the team disbanded. Um, players kind of moved on to new opportunities, of which some of them came to Sutton actually, um, as it was a new upcoming club. Um, and then for the last four years, I've been a, a Fulham women. Um, so yeah, it's been a great opportunity to kind of play at this level, and um, hopefully, I bring the experience maybe <laughs> that <laughs> players maybe don't have that are a little bit younger than me. I'll say that. Yeah, well, there is bits that we're going to come back to on on some of these um, <laughs> some of these things. At the very other end of the scale, although she's been at Sutton for hundreds of years, I think, um, we've got Lily. <laughs> Hello, Lily. Yeah, How are you? it's been a while at Sutton, yeah. Uh, so I just played for like my local boys team when I was like really small, probably uh, seven or eight, and then was lucky enough to get a trial at Sutton for the girls' teams. And I've been there ever since, pretty much. It's sort of when you're in the youth teams, you always work up to the first team and to now kind of be here it's quite quite a proud moment so yeah it's pretty much it <laughs> you're, you're going to be sort of the the example everyone goes to, they talk about the pathway and the route to the first team you are going to be the one that says oh look this is the under 10s 11s 12s 13s 14s <laughs> um, in, into the first team um so you kind of at the start of the Sutton United big push for the, the girls I'm not saying you started it all don't worry um, <laughs> <laughs> you were kind of there in one of the younger teams at the, at the start of it yeah pretty much I think uh like in the time that I've been at Sutton there's been quite a big change in the amount of uh access we've got to trainings to like new facilities and everything so I have been like in that sort of uh well I've experienced all the changes that have come with the growth of the women's game so yeah I'm quite lucky to be this age where I can experience that as it comes and yeah I'm just quite excited to now be able to play for the first team after being here for so long. Yeah and that's kind of the point I'm going to come back to in a little while <laughs> uh, with what's going to be happening in the future and Eloise you're somewhere in, in the middle for us so tell us a bit about yourself. <laughs> yes so a bit of a fun fact but my first ever team was actually Sutton United so I started playing football oh. when I was under eights under nines and I think I was I don't quote me this it could be completely wrong but I'm pretty sure I was part of the first ever girls football team at Sutton United yeah so <laughs> bit of a fun fact um and but I think it was only the one season and then that's when we moved across to Carshalton and then I kind of did my youth um at Carshalton I had kind of like spells and trials and stuff like that at like Brighton and Chelsea and stuff but nothing ever kind of was solidified or I never made it kind of that next step um and then I started playing football when I or for the first team at Carshalton when I turned 16 um, which was, yeah, big, big jump up into women's football, um, physicality wise, uh, especially. Um, and then obviously, yeah, met Emma along the way. Um, and then, like Emma said, unfortunately, the team disbanded. Um, for me, it was, I kind of moved on from Carshorton because I went to university in Chichester. Um, so I moved down, was playing um, university football, university futsal. Um, and then before signing for Sutton I did two seasons at Chichester um but yeah no so that's me basically yeah. well don't worry about facts because I say if, if people fact check this podcast then it <laughs> wouldn't have lasted very long to be quite honest with you I just make it up and if no one corrects me there you go we've got it now um so yeah what, what the point I was gonna kind of really clumsily get to 
is I spoke to Faye Butler um, a while back, and obviously she's just recently um, retired. Um, and one of the questions that I had is about how jealous is she of young girls just starting playing now? So with the Euros um, and, and the, the, the great victory that we had there and the boost it's hopefully given um, the game, is there a sense of you guys are the kind of the last, hopefully the last generation of playing that has had to deal with all the, there's no funding for the women's team. That's it. Sorry, here's, here's the kit. It's about seven seasons old, but you can have it. It smells a little bit. Um, is there a sense of there's a big change or is it just, no, it's actually the same old? I certainly hope so, yeah. Um, yeah, I it definitely experienced that um, at some previous clubs where, yeah, they've, they've had the uncle ask if we've tried to change anything, but then they don't support us anyway, so they shouldn't have a say. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's fantastic just kind of even when we've been at Collingwood um, training and seeing some of the younger girls' teams that are coming through and that they've got the opportunity to play with other girls at their age group, it's just a fantastic opportunity that I wish people, yeah, people at my age had and maybe we would have won the Euros three, four years ago. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's fantastic to see um, the amount of girls' teams that are coming through. Yeah, I think I was maybe part of the generation where it started to shift a little bit. So I think like as I was going through the age groups, kind of my whole journey kind of got a little bit better. We had a little bit more of equality and stuff like that. So for me, it's slightly different. I think, like I said, it was kind of that shift, I think, in people's mentality and stuff like that. So, yeah, no, I think it's amazing what's happened. And hopefully, like we said, we can, 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 can continue it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And Lily? You're, yeah, you're I mean... <laughs> I don't think I've really experienced the worst of the worst when it comes to things like you've mentioned. But uh, yeah, I think the accessibility we get now is incredible compared to what it was a few years ago. And even in the youth teams, the uh, like we trained from age 10 twice a week, which is probably unheard of in the last 10 years of women's football. So to get that from in the last like 10, uh, in the last like five, six years is pretty incredible. And yeah, we're definitely on the up and I'm hoping that I will never have to experience that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I mean, I, the reason I mentioned the kit things, I know it happens. I've, I've run a Sunday team, but um, there was somebody who was talking on Twitter and she'd mentioned that the club that she ran, um, they applied for lottery funding because they had a girls' team for new kits and all the, all the teams got new kits and the girls' team got the pick of what was the old kits. And I was like, okay, yeah, I see. I see it happening. Um, but obviously, I was growing up. I'm, I'm probably a bit older than everyone here put together, actually. Um, but it was odd to see a girl playing football. You were a tomboy. Um, and it isn't now. Um, <clears throat> it is a legitimate choice. In fact, I was cross with my daughter, Lottie, because she stopped playing at sort of 14, 15, which happens a lot. I, I did research it. What, what, what do you think is the drop-off reason Um is there just a general reason or is it just that there isn't the facilities any for girls that age? I think obviously I've kind of, uh, I've lost a lot of, not lost a lot of friends, but I've seen a lot of my friends give up in the last couple of years. And I don't think, I mean, I reckon 10, 15 years ago, you could say about facilities and lack of accessibility, but of course that's got so much better in the last, I think since the World Cup a few years ago, that has improved uh, like fantastically. So 
there is obviously a lot of interest sometimes, but yeah, I think getting pe- getting more people into it. If there's a girls' team that's completely full, then uh, I think more people would stay in it. It's more of a like if a lot of your friends are doing it, I reckon you'd stay and do it more. So, got getting more people into it, I reckon would uh, definitely keep people on for longer. Yeah, and certainly making it more. I used the word competitive, not meaning the. the I know, as you said, it's more physical for the kids' football, but um, more competitive that the teams are fairly more evenly matched because sometimes you see the games and it's like there's one team who's spectacular and they're winning 11, 12 mil. And that's, yeah, it's fun after one or two games, but not <laughs> not for a whole season. <clears throat> and but for you, Emma, it again would have been different that you carried on. There would have been very few of your sort of friends' peer group. Although when you're at the centre of excellence, you'd have had different friends, but um, yeah. I mean, yeah, all of my friends kind of going through primary school, secondary school, none of them really played football. It was it was mainly because my parents were running my Sunday teams and I was quite lucky that uh, from the kind of age of five, they were helping run the team over the park. Um, they were helping run the team over the park. So it kind of went from there that I was scouted for Wimbledon Centre of Excellence. But... I think school's got a massive thing to do to do with it. I think the more we can encourage girls to not only just play football, but to be active and to do sport in school is a massive thing. Um, I remember wanting to try rugby in secondary school and the answer I got was, well, we haven't got anyone to coach you. So, yeah, we, we're not going to do it. Um, and it's that kind of lack of encouragement that we're... I hope it's changing in schools. I mean, Eloise is a teacher, so she can tell you. <laughs> changing, I promise. <laughs> I was just going to say that. That's probably fair enough. Rugby's rubbish anyway. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, you, in that case, you see it from another point of view where you're the one badgering the poor kids. To, is it, what, what is it you teach? It's not, is it, is yeah, it, I teach PE. Yeah, first year teaching this year. So I did my okay. training last year, first year teaching. Um, yeah, to be honest from when I was at school and it was a struggle to get girls to play in the football team, like we'd be dragging girls from the netball or basketball and stuff like that. There is now numbers where you can get a good under 12s, under 13 sort of nine aside football team and stuff like that, which is amazing. You don't have to kind of drag girls from other sports to play and stuff like that. So yeah, no, it's fantastic. And I think like we said, from the success of the lionesses and stuff, it's, it's definitely helping it along the way. Yeah, so I mean, I, again, my my oldest was sort of dragged up to play sort of three years up, um, literally because she was, I think, the only defender in the school. But yeah. um, she was, and it was like you can't play that much up. And then when she was in the little league, it was three year groups. So when the little ones came up, you're looking at them next to these giants, and you're like, no, this 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 isn't right. But obviously, it's a, it's about getting the numbers. Um, and you've mentioned the lines. Is what what kind of example do you think? they're saying because I think Chloe Kelly's example of that last 10 minutes of pure shit housing was just beautiful and I, I loved it I thought this is this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life um, but what, what are you thinking of, of how they've kind of reacted to we know we've got all this attention now I think the Euros was really successful in uh, how they went about winning it of course you can see after uh, all the notes they've done to schools. I think the big, uh, uh, the, like the letter they wrote to the government about uh, how they want all girls to have access to football, they've gone about uh, winning in such a positive way and try to really push for this next step in women's football and try and 
get the opportunities for all girls, no matter what, uh, all across the country. So I think the whole, even if they hadn't have won, I think it would have still been the same because the example they set throughout the entire tournament was so amazing. And even without winning, they would have inspired like hundreds of thousands. So yeah, it's just amazing how they could get the result at the end. And of course, Chloe Kelly is a bit of a legend now, isn't she? So <laughs> I think she'll go down in history of that. Yeah, no, I just, I, honestly, I was, I was bouncing on my chair those last few minutes going, this is beautiful. And when she clapped the German who, who sliced the clearance and it went for yeah. a throw on, I was like, oh, you horrible person. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I thought it was fantastic. I was watching the game um, last night and um, I was obviously criticising. I couldn't understand why the manager was doing something. And then I got a look from across the room. And I was like, yeah, all right, OK, fair enough. <laughs> Her record's a little bit better than mine. <laughs> um, even if I'm playing on a computer, it's a little bit better than mine. <laughs> but back to, to, to Sutton, the, the most important part. Um, I, I feel we've not lost a moment, but unfortunately, there's a load of friendlies cancelled. Um, due to the, I mean, it was extremely bad hot weather, um, and then I think the pitch, well, the grounds were a little bit. No, no, no one's going on that pitch. Um, so you had to do a couple of games in Collingwood, and then we were away for a couple of games. Um, so do you feel there's a is a little moment that we as a club have, have unfortunately missed, or do you think we can build on this and and push and promote? And get people in the in the gate. I think I think we as a team maybe didn't didn't gel, didn't didn't really connect. Um, I'd say obviously me we're we're kind of new to the team this year, and I'd say there's about half and half split. Um, and I think because we didn't have that many friendlies, it maybe has taken us a little bit longer to gel as a team. Um, but I think we're getting to that point now. I think everything's starting to click. We're understanding each other's players um, a lot more. And that's on and off the pitch as well. Um, and off the pitch is just as important as on the pitch. Um, and, yeah, I think now that everything's kind of settled a little bit, um, we've had really tough games to start the season. We've had kind of second and third our first couple of games. Um, yeah, it was second, second, third and fifth. Yeah. last year I think and yeah. they've all strengthened off I know Fulham have had a big push um for this year and we did run them very close yeah um and Dart was it Dartford, Dartford. Dartford. Yeah. yeah um with Gabs did clear it off the line and that was uh, <laughs> yeah. my favorite bit was wasn't the clearance. I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. It was the turn. It was the spin and turn and be ready. And I was like, ooh. I wouldn't um, expect anything less from Gabs. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, because she scares me. So I will say that. Um, I mean, Sunday just gone was a little bit, I think it was just didn't start very well um, and was on the back foot. But as you say, it's already obviously. Um, the game this Sunday is 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 cancelled, and um, huge huge condolences to to Danny's family. That that was an absolute shocker um, of, of what's happened there. But um, are we training Sunday, or are we? Is is there anything else going on in its place, or are we just having a rest and hitting it the following week? 
Yeah, so I'm hoping, yeah, go on, I'll explain. <laughs> um, so obviously we're back in Thursday. So Tuesday we did a fitness session and then did an analysis session afterwards, which was super, super beneficial. Um, and then Thursday we're back in training. Um, and then Sunday we, so at the moment we're, we're uh, kind of pending what's going to happen. So there's been a couple of friendlies or teams that have been mentioned. Um, but if nothing can get organised, then we'll do a training session in place of it instead. Okay, excellent. So we may be able to push to get more people in the door and, and see, see what's going on. That would be excellent. Because um, I think we had 280-odd for the Fulham game. And then, as I said, I was extremely jealous hearing that Dulwich had 402 or something. I was like, I'm not having that. <laughs> We're a bigger club than Dulwich. We'll, we'll beat that. Um, <clears throat> so it's my personal mission to, to, get, <laughs> to get more in now. Um, but what are your hopes for the season? I know it's a step up from what we had last year. Um, but we do have lots of new players. Um, so what what are your, um, for start with you, Lily, what are you hoping for yourself and um, for, for the team? I think, obviously, it's a new squad. So uh, for the team, I kind of hope that we do create the team environment. Obviously, it's quite tricky when a lot of new players are coming in, but we are definitely gelling and it's coming quick now and we are starting to get to know each other a lot better now. So obviously, hope for that and... I mean, everyone wants good results week in, week out. So I think we're definitely working hard enough in training and definitely in matches to get them. I think we've been quite unlucky the first few weeks. I haven't been them there, but of course, I've listened to the girls. I can hear them. But uh, Is anyone else hearing Lily going, yeah, it wasn't my fault? <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I think obviously get results. And then for me personally, I just think, I would like to play as much as I can. I think every player would say that and hopefully get on the pitch, get minutes and help out the team as much as I can. Excellent. And Louise? Um, yeah, so for my me personally, um, when I moved to university, I, I kind of uh, maybe I'd say like played beneath myself a little bit. I don't know if that's been a bit harsh, but... Um, kind of drop down the levels a little bit just because of like the workload of university and stuff I just kind of wanted to play for the fun um, and enjoy it um, and then since moving back I thought I want to try and push myself again try and play at the level that I know I can play at um, so yeah for me personally it's yeah maybe pushing myself and trying to maintain um, getting match minutes at this level um, and kind of gelling in a new team and stuff like that, transitioning, because that's always the hardest thing is when you leave a team that you've been comfortable with and then you come to a new one and you've got to try and kind of make first impressions and all that again. So, yeah, that's my personal kind of goals. And then as a team, um, obviously, I want to continue to build on the fantastic success that the previous girls and previous players have done already. Um, but I think it will be a slow burner. I don't think it's going to come instantly. I think it's going to be super, super tough. And I do think there's a big kind of step up from tier six level to tier five kind of football. Um, and we've seen that in results already. And we've seen that teams that maybe finished first, second, third can get beat by the teams that kind of finish towards the end of the table. So it's, it's an open playing field, but I ideally want to try and get kind of team goal maybe would be in summary kind of win the winnable games, if that makes sense. So beat the teams that are towards the end, lower end of the table and then try and nick points from teams that are looking to be towards the top of the table personally. Yeah. Excellent. And Emma? 
Um, so, yeah, slightly different situation to a lot of the players because I'm actually, I've come in as a player coach. Um, so also supporting the coaches and doing a bit of goalkeeper training alongside, also trying to play as well. Um, so I guess personal goals for me would just be to to keep training hard and to be there if needed. I mean, we're in a really fortunate position. We've got three goalkeepers, which a lot of teams can't can't say. Um, so we've got the variety and we've got the depth in that certain position. So whilst obviously everyone wants to play every single game and would love to be playing, um, I think as I'm slowly coming towards the slowly or, or very quickly coming towards the end of my playing career, um, it's it's more about that kind of transition period and how else can I help the team if I'm not physically playing? Um, and those are my kind of personal targets. And and with the team, I think we've shown really good ambition as a team. I think we've there's there's really good moments in training that as long as we try and replicate that on the pitch would mean that we'll we'll get the results that we we thoroughly deserve. Um, but I think yeah, it's going to take time. It's going to take a few more games to completely gel on the pitch as well as off it. Um, but I think I think it's definitely achievable. And I think as Eloise said. Just making sure we win those games that we should be winning. If we're on top in a game, make sure we're putting the game to bed and we're winning those games that we should be that we should be winning. And also giving those higher teams like your Fulhams, like your Dartfords, a, a bloody good game, like we already have done. And making sure that when we do the return trip, then we can we know exactly how they're going to play. So can we get the win up on them? Excellent. Thank you very much. I mean, I have definitely noticed the, the games I've watched it is that little bit higher and things that we were able to get away with, and I don't mean that in a harsh way, is it's not going to be so easy. Like, for example, Liv um, last season was could outrun almost anyone, but now she's got defenders keeping up with her, and it's like, whoa, hang on, we need to we need to have a little look and change this. But, yeah, it, it's, it's fantastic, and I would absolutely encourage everyone to go, and I have done many, many times, um, and I know... I keep banging on about this, but for anyone who goes to watch football and harks back to the old days where we were a proper non-league club, you can still get your pint and walk around <laughs> the whole pitch and have a look and give, give shout your abuse or support, sorry, to any of the players. Um, thank you all very, very much. Um, I really, really appreciate your time. Um, Emma, I know you've got a shoot off. Um, just want to say congratulations on the job as well that I know you, you got a little while ago. Eloise, congratulations on, on your um, job as well. Thank and you. Lily, good luck in your exams because you're only a little Thank one. you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Take care. Thank, Thank you. you for the time. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.